Thanks for listening and welcome to Rewrite the Rules, the podcast that shows you there is no one right way to live your life. I'm your host, Alex Starr, and I want to expose you to new lifestyles, mindsets, and stories of adventure from around the globe. So pour your favorite drink, roll up a joint, and let's get going. Hey, everybody, and thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to tune into the sound of my voice. Hope you're having a good week so far. Um, I am out in Austin, Texas, so if you guys are out in this direction, hit me up. Find me on social media, uh, Alex Hartley Star on Instagram or Alex Star on Facebook or go to my website um, and uh, contact me so we can get together and hang out because there's a lot of fun stuff to do out here. Or if you have any advice for me, I'd always appreciate that. So anyway, I just want to give you some quick backstory uh, very quickly before we jump headfirst into this very interesting episode uh, with Anna about her open relationship, her open marriage, uh, polyamorous uh, relationship. And uh, I was in Arizona at the time and I was uh, using Tinder because I was kind of in a remote location of Nogales and uh, worked with 20 dudes. So didn't really have any opportunities to meet up or hook up with any girls. So I was on Tinder um, and I end up matching with this uh, cute girl and we're talking a little bit and we're going back and forth. And I remember distinctly sitting in like on, on the side of my car at the station, at the fire station, and I'm looking at my phone, and it's super hot out, and there's literally like beads of sweat coming down my face, I remember this distinctly, and I'm like doing that thing where you cover up your phone uh, with your hand, because there's so much glare, even if you put the settings to full brightness, and I remember seeing that she had typed something about polyamorous, and my heart sank, and I remember just thinking, oh fuck, this girl I think has two dicks, or she has a vagina and a dick. I don't know what's going on here. Or she has two dicks and a vagina. She has multiple of something. Um, and that's what initially what I thought. I had no idea what polyamorous meant. So I freaked out for a second. While I was looking it up, I thought maybe it means she has multiple orgasms, which could be pretty neat. Um, luckily, it, I looked it up and it just meant that she can be in open as many relationships uh, as she chooses. That's how she defines her relationship. So she's married, but that she can date. Uh, other people and you can I mean Amor, Amoris is I would imagine from Amor or Latin Amor um, which means love in, in Spanish so multiple lovers so that was a relief we end up meeting uh, we end up having a good time that summer we hang out probably a total of five times um, and before I leave Arizona to kind of trek around the rest the west a little bit before ending up in Austin here um, I we met up one last time at a hotel room uh, and over some Chinese food and whiskey, we sit down and record this podcast. And she, I'm so grateful for her because she really is very honest about her relationship, which it takes apparently a lot of honesty to be in these types of relationships. And um, I had just finished an excellent book that I highly recommend called Sex at Dawn by uh, Dr. Chris Ryan, which is a fantastic read about how we are in certain relationships, why we mate different ways, where does this jealousy come from, um, are humans meant to be monogamous, are we meant to be more in polygamous relationships. It's a fantastic read that I could go on for for hours here, um, but it really helps open your eyes to just the possibilities of this being a real thing and how the hell does it work? Um, so she really talks about, um, honesty being a very key component, 
you know, do they feel jealousy? Are they completely allowed to date other people? You know, what does, I was asking her, what does that conversation look like after her and I get done having sex and she goes back the next morning to her husband? What does that conversation sound like? So all of that is covered in this episode. Super grateful for her. Um, Really hope you guys enjoy it. As always, send me what you guys think. You can go to my site. This will be alexstar.com slash Jessica. And you can leave some comments in there. You can email me, alex at alexstar.com. Really interested in if anyone of you guys are trying out these types of relationships, how they're working for you, and kind of how you see those playing out in this new this new digital world that we all uh, have access to so many opportunities. Is is it even a positive thing? So very, very interesting. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I will have on the show notes, alexstar.com slash Jessica. I will go into more detail about the backstory. Um, You can see some pictures, uh, you know, not X-rated pictures. And um, I'll have the comment section up and I will have just all the goodies. Oh, and I'll have a link to the Sex at Dawn book, which you can just Google that too. It's super easy. Um, But be warned, that book is very, very interesting, but it is dangerous knowledge um, just because it's very paradigm shifting. And I know that a few friends of mine that I, I gave it to that were in relationships stopped reading it actually because they just needed to take their time because the information was so... I don't know a better way to describe it besides just it really intrudes on your conceptions of what you think you know, which is always good, but it's it's scary when you start jumping down that rabbit hole and you aren't prepared for it. So uh, anyway, hope you guys enjoy this. And uh, as always, contact me wherever, whenever, um, and I will see you guys in two weeks. Cheers. Okay, well, I'm pretty excited that you agreed to come on and talk on the podcast. I know that you're a little nervous about talking when people are listening, but no one's listening right now, so that's the good news. Yeah. <laughs> um, but why I'm I really wanted to to talk to you about it is um because we're here at a hotel in Tucson. Okay. Okay. We've had sex before. Fact. Okay. <laughs> We're going to again tonight. <laughs> yeah. And you're married. Mm-hmm. And your husband knows about all this. He knows about everything I do. Okay. So explain your guys' relationship because you're 100% married. Yes. Um, Legally and everything. And so you're polyamorous. Mm-hmm. So, we, like, explain how this relationship works because the standard narrative is you find somebody you like. Fall in love with him, maybe. And then after you get the seven-year itch after seven years. <laughs> seven years? years? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's what it's called. I was the seven-year itch. And then after that, um, you know, people start to stray. There's what? Divorce rates are at 50%. People start to cheat and stuff like that. So tell me how your relationship works where you guys are 100% honest about everything you do. Well, that's the whole thing. That's the only reason it works is because we're 100% honest with each other. I tell him everyone that I'm with, and he does the exact same. And, no, just the whole honesty thing and not hiding 
our feelings. Like if we do end up liking someone else, we have to talk about that. And if he says that I can't see a certain person, then I have to respect that. I mean. And how does he, or how do you guys decide on, um, like if he doesn't want you to see somebody, what's that usually based on? If that person is questionable, like shady or there has been people that have done some very nasty things to me, <laughs> so okay. we kind of just like cut that off. Okay. Um, but it really just comes down to being honest with him. If I come home like distraught or anything, and I tell him the truth about like some other person, he's like, "I don't want you to see that person anymore." It's it's a mutual respect. So tell me, let's go back to like the beginning as to how this relationship's started and how did it how did it transform into into this type well um i was with his friend and he wasn't a very nice person um but you're, we were you're how old at this point i was like 18 okay and our relationship wasn't working because he wasn't being honest with me and that's like i said the basis of all our relationships and um, here comes Dak, my husband. Okay. And he starts being very nice to me. And me and this other guy are supposedly in a open relationship. And our ground rules, just tell me what you're doing. That's it. Okay. And um, Dak comes along and he understands that I we're in an open relationship. And obviously, eventually, that relationship like, ended between me and my ex. But we started dating. And for like the first few months, we were monogamous. But uh, it's just not how I I didn't feel okay, and did I did he feel did like did he feel okay with that at that point, or was did you broach the subject first? Did you bring up the subject first of um of, kind, yeah yeah of I did monogamy yeah because. Okay. He knew how I was, and I was like, I don't do monogamy. And he's like, can you just try for, like, maybe the first few months? And I tried, and I don't like being constrained. I'm, that might be, like, an immaturity thing, but who knows? We've been together for almost six years now, and it's worked for us. We kind of barely fight, like, usually over stupid shit. I think that all couples fight over. Yeah. But nothing big like you're cheating on me or you're lying to me or you're doing this behind my back. And there's none of that in our relationship. And I find that quite wonderful. Yeah. Um, the possessiveness and the jealous, the jealousy thing, I think, is um, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's nature or nurture? Um, That's that's hard to say because. I think that a lot of it is nurture because I was, <clears throat> well, when I grew up, I kind of like left all of that. So maybe it wasn't nurture. <laughs> but oh, because growing, you were born, you were raised really religious and everything. Extremely. And I was uh-huh. taught to think that my body is it, sinful in nature and I'm supposed to like cover it and be ashamed of it and sex is bad and you're supposed to be a virgin and all this other pressure that the Christian community puts on you. But I just, after leaving the church, I realized that sex really, 
it's not that big of a deal when you really think about it. Like, what's the difference between having sex with someone and, I don't know, cuddling? Like, the the, the physical, obviously, nature of it. Something going inside of you. Yeah, like that's different, that, sure. Yeah. But, like, you're still just touching. <clears throat> well, it's like interesting. Why is it emotionally, quote-unquote, spiritually wrong? And that's what a lot of people, like, confront me with. Like, right. This is wrong. This is immoral. And you were talking about the religious side of it just to have sex is immoral before marriage Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so you kind of just went, you went the complete opposite direction (laughs) of like, they're like, no, no sex. And you're like, "Uh, I will sex with everybody. And I'm married. (laughs) Not everybody, but you know what I mean. No, yeah. Everyone that you have that connection with. Sure. Right. Um, Yeah. Well, like the book that I mentioned to you, Sex at Dawn. um, And then there's another author called E.O. Wilson. Um, and their main per- arguments are that sex is primarily bonding first and reproduction second. Mm-hmm. And develop- developing in like these hunter-gatherer societies, sex was used as a bonding mechanism. Like you said, it's interesting that you said cuddling. Like what's the difference between that and cuddling? And their argument is kind of not that much because it – it's used primarily for for bonding within the group as opposed to now where it has like all these connotations and um like stigma around it yeah and a lot of times when i hear people say that i'm like well what's wrong with that what's wrong with bonding with more than one person if you love this one person and you have an agreement that you're my one and only and i'll always come home to you mm-hmm. and but i have friends I have friends that I have sex with. I have friends that I just hang out with. Sex is sometimes just a part of that friendship. And a lot of people can't, like, separate that. And that's okay. But that's not how I am. I see sex as, like, a fun activity (laughs) or something to bond with someone over. But it doesn't have to be this, like awful dark heavy just experience right it can be lighthearted and it can be um beautiful and it it should be i think so yeah and i like if you're being safe and honest and you're not like sleeping with someone's husband that doesn't have that kind of agreement with their wife then it should be fine I've had a lot of people say, well, don't you love your husband enough to not sleep with other people? And I just don't see it that way. You're not differentiating between like love and sex. Exactly. Like sex is a physical activity mm-hmm. and love is more emotional and spending time with that person and doing what you love with that person and having that connection. Like You can have that with multiple yeah but sex is different and that's what people focus on when you say you're polyamorous like do you just fuck everyone sorry am i allowed to cuss yeah you do whatever you want we're on a podcast like it says explicit on the itunes page so if little 12 year olds are listening that's their fucking problem their parents should put a filter on their internet thing no but (laughs) yeah i i think people should probably be more open to it i'm not saying everyone should fuck everyone sure yeah but 
don't demean me for doing it kind of thing. Like, when when people said that, don't you love your husband enough? Like, this is a really simplistic way of putting it and kind of, I don't know, kind of dumb. But if you have a favorite food and you're always, like, eating that food, but then you have a food that you like and you eat that, does that make that other food not your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> like that's a stupid way of putting it but sometimes i just like does no. it does it make it not your favorite <clears throat> no i think it i think it makes complete sense i think a lot of people listening and myself included it makes perfect sense in theory i think it's difficult for a lot of people to execute because of what i think are learned possessiveness traits yes because people are are taught to if that person isn't only giving his attention to me or her attention or love right like exactly. their love if or their they, yeah their attention if yeah, they that's look a, at yeah. anyone else then they don't love you at all they are disrespecting you and a lot of people overlook we're humans we are animals like you're gonna acknowledge that person is hot if you see a hot person <laughs> even if it's like my super you can't shut that dad in- you can't that you're what if, even if it's my super religious dad that's oh, looking at okay. a person, oh, okay. like, super he's going to acknowledge yeah. that. It doesn't matter who you are. And that's you can't shut biology. that part off of you. Exactly. It's not, that's not going to go away. No matter if you're, you're head over heels in love with somebody, it doesn't turn off the fact that you're going to think someone else is attractive. Exactly. And if you're in a close relationship, yes, you need that self-control. But me and my husband, we don't need that. And... I'm not sure how to like really explain to people that are super against it. They're like, you shouldn't be doing that. It's wrong. Well, I would imagine that it triggers a lot of um, repressed feelings and emotions from people. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We talked about this briefly just a few minutes ago, but I, I would imagine that it brings up a lot of feelings that it, it breaks down people's like paradigms that they have developed, right? Mm-hmm. So when you tell someone that's monogamous their whole life, yeah, no, I'm polyamorous, and I have sex with guys if I want to, and he has sex with girls if he wants to, and we just talk about it. That literally shatters what everyone's been taught, and and we have developed our entire lives as to how relationships are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that freaks the fuck out of a lot of people. No, and I, it really does. And I yeah, and I I think the, there's two ways that you can respond to that. You can usually I think it's through fear or you just you react to that kind of stuff you know you, you then you react to like this person is living differently and well there's some, something must be wrong with that you know like she must be they must not love each other enough she must be a slut or she must i mean just like anything that they can come up with to knock that down and i don't even think it's knocking you down it's just making sure that in their head they're like they can dismiss your idea because it threatens them so much as long as they can dismiss you as being a slut or they can dismiss you two as not being actually in love and then they can be like okay my my fucking dogma my paradigm is still okay Mm -hmm. a lot of people have dismissed my relationship like even though we're married like no it's not a real relationship because you guys fuck around with all these other people it's actually kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Elaborate on that. What do you mean? Um, let me think for a second. Okay. <clears throat> it's sad because people, some people, are very insecure. And they think that 
having one person's attention 24-7 all the time and that person can only think about you and it's just kind of a a slightly insecure, selfish way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And if Deck loves me and he's willing to be with me through thick and thin and he goes off with friends and whatever, it's like it it's still a relationship, it's still real. Uh-huh. And people dismiss it as not being a real thing. Like I'm just like floating through life, fucking everything that moves. Sure. <laughs> that's another thing when I tell guys that I am polyamorous and I don't sleep with them I get very offended like you're sleeping with everyone else but not me how dare you mm-hmm. yeah I, it gets slightly annoying so sometimes I just don't I just don't <laughs> don't bother yeah don't bother but... yeah well and it's such a it's a different dynamic between females and males too and in, in in like those regards because (laughs) yeah because i mean like if you hear yeah like i mean to be honest when i first heard that you were it's just like you kind of think in your head oh like this i guess i guess what it comes down to is that you know that that person is sexually liberated or they're sexually open Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and I think and that I think makes that's... a very uncomfortable feeling for most people. Okay, yeah. Not to be rude, but especially men. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think because then a lot of men would get expectations about who you are, right? So, and since I'm a man, I can give some type of uh, of uh, insight on this. I think it's because there's this agreement in society that it's like the girl gives sex Right. The the standard narrative. And once again, I'm like, this is common knowledge, right? That we all live. But this book, Sex at Dawn, really goes into really well. But it's like the girl gives her sex for the guy's resources. It's been like the standard narrative for the past thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. In the book, they say 10,000 years since agriculture, right? Right. So whenever that is different, when the girl's like, no, I'm, I'm polyamorous or, um, it just it goes against that narrative and then it, you assume like oh man this girl is just like she's just yeah she she's just okay to have sex with anything like or she's just you know super she's like almost like a guy you know like just like a guy you know like a guy will fuck anything this girl maybe will too um and so that can lead to uh yeah a lot of frustration from uh from your your male counterparts well what i do is before i ever met them or meet them, right? Or you can attest to this. Mm-hmm. I'm very straightforward. I'm like, I'm with someone. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. I am polyamorous, and I'll continue seeing you, but I'm never going to leave them for you. <laughs> right, right. And you're never going to come above this specific person. If you're not okay with that, stop talking to me. Right. And I'm okay with that. And that, that puts That's up totally the initial chill. filter. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys... Like, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. And then three weeks later, like, are you with a guy? Mm, why are you asking me that? And it's like, not fun. And it's not a fun text. Right, right. <laughs> There's always it's a possessive like, text. Exactly. And that's when I usually get the whole, well, if you don't have time to talk to me, fine. 
or oh, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. And like you said earlier, that's like a insecurity or a, a, the, those possessiveness that mm-hmm. possessive traits that that we've all learned. Mm-hmm. Um. So, do you feel any jealousy at all, or does he feel any jealousy at all in your guys' relationships? So, for instance, if we like you come back from hooking up with someone, right? You come back from <clears throat> hooking up with me, and what 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 goes on after that? He knows you came to have sex with somebody else, mm-hmm. to meet up with somebody else, and sex might or may not happen. Like, what'd you tell him before you came over here today? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, uh, no, I told him Alex is moving, and he wants to see me probably for the last time, and I'm gonna go see him in Tucson, like. Literally, just tell him the truth. That's it. That's fucking it's crazy. <laughs> you tell the truth in your relationship. This is breaking down my paradigm. But when when it first started, it, it was oh, I could tell it was hard on him. When the polyamorous started happening, yeah, <laughs> like it's a like a disease when the polyamorous <laughs> came down. <laughs> the happening, and he he started getting kind of. Short and cold mm-hmm. and kind of mean, mm-hmm. but then we talked and you get your feelings out and you tell the truth. And so what would you tell him? Would you tell him you're like the one I love, but I'm just, I like my freedom or what was that speech like? Um, kind of. It was a, I like meeting new people. Sometimes I like having sex with them. Yeah. And I really want you to be okay with that. And, like, if you're not, I won't do it. It's fine. And, and you would have been he, okay with that if he yeah, would have said, you know what, if I... He, if he says, I don't want you to sleep with other people anymore, I'm sick of it, I don't like it, I'll stop. I got completely. Like, I love him. Right. Okay. <laughs> do anything for him. Okay, well, that's really interesting, too. So, okay. Wow, that's fascinating as well, because... You have to respect the person you love. Yeah. If they're not okay with it, it's not okay to toy with their emotions like that. And is your... And does he have sex with other women as well? Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't be okay with this if he wasn't like... Oh, so... Like, we both have the same liberties. Okay. So you brought it up initially, Mm -hmm. um, and he had some issues with it initially, and then he realized he could have sex with other girls as well. It and then he more became of... more okay with it at that point. <laughs> I mean, it sounds no, like no. It was more like we talked and we came to an <clears throat> understanding. Like he knows I'm not gonna leave some random dude for him right. or a friend even for right. him. And if we actually did have this conversation, we're like, if I, if you or me ever start to have feelings for someone else, we immediately have to stop talking to that person and talk to each other about it like we can't just leave it alone it has to be talked about because the only way that this can be successful is through communication and through being honest and telling each other everything and when you say everything like no i tell him everything everything Okay. It's very important, and like it might seem silly, but it's no, 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 no. I'm not saying it's silly. I'm just curious <laughs> as to like the honest. So everything. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> in like, like in a normal, okay. 
normal. Yeah, quotations, <laughs> no, quote unquote, normal <laughs> relationship. Uh-huh. You might not want to reveal everything about yourself and all this other stuff, but our relationship it is <clears throat> different, and it, yeah. So being honest with each other and opening up that much makes him a thousand times more comfortable about me going out. Right. Because I won't lie to him. And he knows that. Because we have had difficult conversations. And like him telling me not to talk to other people. And it kind of stings a little because no one likes to be told what to do. Sure, yeah. But like you respect that person. Mm -hmm. And I've told him not to see specific people. Because of what reasons? (laughs) He was working 12-hour days and he worked with her. And then coming home, he would talk about her and then go see her okay, kind of so, thing. So it was just too much time. So then apart. at that point, were you threatened by, like, the emotional connection? Yes. Okay. That's the only thing that that's I'm not is okay with. Is like, the emotional I'm, connection. Yeah, I'm okay with him being friends with that person. But it was, like, 12-hour days, six days a week. And had sex, too? I'm not sure if they had sex. They okay. might have. Well, he would have told you, right? Maybe. You guys are 100% honest, I think, honest, I think, I I think it's more of a, if it comes up, if I ask him, be completely honest. Don't hide shit from me. Okay. But I think it was more like assumed that they had sex, so she went over and Okay. Stuff. But, no. I, I don't know. The, the spending that much time together, it did threaten me a little bit. Okay. On what <laughs> levels? Um... I think it was more him talking about her a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> okay, yeah. But if they didn't work together, I'd be completely fine with it. Like, um, if I go out more than three times a week or even two times a week, it's a bit much seeing other people. And I try to spend as much time with him as I can. Right, and you also enjoy hanging out with him, so that of helps. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't like going out every night. Kind of thing. Yeah. If if something bothers him, yes, tell me. Okay. Yeah, the emotional part of it. So when you guys are, um, so like that girl, how she emotionally, um, you know, like I guess threatened the relationship. Is that, um, like will he bring up the same thing? I guess I'm just really curious about. The jealousy factor in general, like, um, do you feel jealousy? Like when he comes back and he's like, yeah, I had sex with this girl. I went on a date with this girl. Or does, do you think he feels it when you come back? Cause I think for men, especially, and we can talk about the nature versus nurture thing all day, but I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's like this possessiveness thing, you know, this possessiveness where it's like, that's my girl. And if another guy has sex with her, then he has like, you know, like marked his territory on my girl do you know what i mean and the same thing you hear that from girls you know it's like that's my man and like you know that bitch better not be looking at her at him that's my man it's all this very like possessive jealousness jealousy Mm -hmm. thing going on well how much of a factor is that in your guys's relationship if you're completely honest because Mm -hmm. go on yeah yeah (laughs) when it first started um, it took some getting used to, like, I had already been in that kind of relationship, so it was a little easier to adapt to that, but he had a little bit more time to just 
realize what it was and it's not bad. I love him. We're always going to have each other's back. And I don't know. I'm not. It, it does always come back to being honest with each other. That's it. That's the main like, take. If it. you're feeling a certain way, just say it and talk through it and don't hold it back. Because the, in the beginning, he did hold a lot of things back because he didn't want to hurt my feelings or make me run away or something like that. And we finally talked and it made things a, a hundred times better. And it was awesome. And we were able to do that. And I think a lot of jealousy comes from making a person, like objectifying a person instead of seeing them as a person. Yeah. And like, my opinion, nobody belongs to anyone. We're just people trying to be happy. And Mm -hmm. if you find that person that makes you so incredibly happy, then... That's wonderful because we have a mutual agreement and like how many people do you know that have agreed to like, yeah, you can, you can go and have friends that sometimes you fuck. Like. (laughs) That's why I had to have you on the podcast because yeah, I don't know very many. And it it was kind of amazing having that because I did try to have it, the relationship like right before that. And the other person gets it into their head. They want me to be honest, but not really. Like, if I tell them about this girl, they'll probably get pissed off, so I'm not going to tell them that, so I'm going to hide it. And then I find out, and it's this whole thing, trying to get the truth out of them, and that's what really ruins the relationship, just knowing that that person lied to you, not necessarily that lie, what it was about. Of course, right, yeah. And, exactly, just going back to honesty. It's the only way an open relationship works. If anyone is dishonest at any time, it's done. (laughs) How much... Okay, so let's go into, like, you know, you said earlier, like, really, really honest. But I'm talking, like, let's let's say a guy walks down the street and he was, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, what's a, what's, who's a celebrity think is really attractive? Mm. Chris Hemsworth? That's my man crush. Oh, yeah. He's pretty hot. Thor. Yeah, it's fucking Thor. (laughs) Let's say Chris Hemsworth walks down on the thing. We're going to do my fantasy too, okay? Okay. Chris Hemsworth walks down the road, okay? And your husband says to you, you think that guy's better looking than me? Okay. What are you going to say? Like, how, what, we, what, where, uh, where are the honesty, like, I guess I'm just curious about where the honesty levels are. Like, how much? No. Because you can be honest with somebody, like, and then you can be really fucking honest with somebody. No, you'd be surprised. We are really fucking honest. Okay, in that situation, what would you do? We, well, I'll tell you a situation that actually happened. Beautiful, even better. <laughs> we were sitting on the couch and we were watching a TV show and... There came a part, I don't even remember what TV show it was. It was just the guy on the bed and the girl like slowly goes down and like pans up kind of thing. Uh-huh. I asked him, I was like, well, what's the best blowjob you've ever had? Most guys would be like, oh, baby, it's you. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. the other night, it was so good. Yeah. Like he goes off like three years before we were together. It's like this black girl. <laughs> she like no shit. went on my dick. <laughs> no, like that's the kind of honesty you need. And... Like, if you're that honest with someone, 
and they tell you something like they're across town and they're doing something and you like in the back of your head some people will be like oh they're probably not doing that they're probably with some other girl but in my head like i have no doubts he's across town walmart whatever he says that he's doing i 100 percent believe him because he's never given me a reason to not right when I ask those questions, like, obviously, there's a level of discernment, like, looking at their face and everything. But, I don't know, he's just never given me a reason. And when I ask him those kinds of questions and he gives me that kind of answer, I'm like, okay, I think I can trust you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not trying to just appease me and be like, no, your blowjobs are the best. And so does that, does that, make, you, does that make you feel bad? Not at all. Did, did it make like, you second guess your blowjob skills? I mean, no. Or, that's just that situation. But I mean, any like, situation like that where he said something like that, did it make you go like, oh, fuck, I need to improve mine? Or I mean, like the possibility of you specifically being the best at something in someone's life, it's so rare. Like to genuinely be the best. Yeah. And it's okay. <laughs> to not be special. <laughs> <laughs> like, it might can, I make that the, can I make that the title of this podcast? <laughs> sure. But no, That's like. kind of gold, actually. You can, Go on. You can so enjoy being around someone. <sighs> and it it's fun and it's wonderful. But there will always be a person somewhere in the world that's so much more fun than you. Like you as in general, not like you, Alex. It's okay. It's okay, I can take it. <laughs> but you We're know, if you go around in life thinking <clears throat> that you're like the biggest, baddest, most special person, you're going to get super hurt. Yeah. And it's not going to end well. And being honest with a person, you can grow. You see things from a different perspective. If someone tells you everything that you want to hear all the time, it's just... You don't learn anything and you end up with like a spoiled little child, 25-year-old yeah. that doesn't know shit. <laughs> yeah. And what would you – um? yeah, so I guess a lot of relationships are set up on this, this game, right? The game, game of telling people what they want to hear. Oh, that game. I'm – you know, I'm busy tonight when you're really not. Uh -huh. um, the flirting. I mean, it's all set up around this – it's a game, right? It's really hard. But, but you guys have, seemingly you guys have removed, quote unquote, the game from your lives. Oh, entirely. And it's still interesting. Even the beginning of our relationship, there was no game. We were but I think that's what a lot a of people, I think that's what a lot of people are like um, addicted to. Mm, is is that, that game. That power you know? play. Yeah. Yeah. And my, I will include myself in that. You know, it's like, it's an addictive, it's, it's a fucking game. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it can become addictive and you guys have removed that drama from your lives and yet you still have a great relationship oh yeah it's fantastic yeah and so <laughs> i think yeah that's that's crazy because i think a lot of people base their relationships on the drama or on um on the the game of it yeah and um... interplay off of that all my exes or guys that I've tried to do that, I just kind of cut out of my life. <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with it. The the amount of insecurity that goes into starting a fight like that, and 
why don't you love me? And I I have had a guy. Um, me and him were well, me and Deck were weren't married yet. Mm-hmm. And he got really, really, really possessive. Like I didn't text him back for maybe like three hours. And he just flipped shit on me. Just started yelling at me and calling me and saying that I was a slut. And basically, he thought that every moment that I wasn't with him, I was fucking someone else. Mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly have a life <laughs> outside of sex. Just going and from guy to guy. It's not eating, <laughs> not shitting, not sleeping, just fucking. Just, just marathon. Just marathoning. Just, just fucking hot dogs everywhere. But that's, I feel like that's what a lot of guys think because I that wasn't the first time that that happened. And the next time it wasn't so bad. It was more like, oh, every time you're not with me, I can just picture you with another guy. Yeah. It's like it. So every time I'm not with you, you think that I'm fucking? Yeah. Something? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, that's what a lot of people think of polyamorous people. That's that's all we do. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we make friends just like everyone else. <laughs> You're real people. <laughs> like, well, you know, I, I consider you my friend. Yeah. But I also find you very attractive. So what's wrong with fucking? Right. And we've come to a point where it's not about reproduction and anything like that. And I think that's also where jealousy comes from, like the whole biological, like I have to claim my family and Mm -hmm. you're just mine, so you only have my offspring kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. But if you take that out, sex is just fun. Bonding. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I view it. And I completely understand the not believing in that. But that's just what I believe. Yeah, I think it definitely, <laughs> I think it's definitely, a like I said, it's not a condoning or a, uh, you know, an anti, any type relationship. I think it just depends on the person, you know. Mm-hmm. My parents, for instance, they told me, you know what, they've been married for 30 years now. And they go, you know what, Alex? doesn't mean that we don't get a sparkle in our eye for somebody else. doesn't mean we don't find other people attractive. It means we made a commitment to each other based on monogamy, and we're going to stick to that. But you know what? They both have the temperament for that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's the, they are those types of people where that really honestly works for them. Like, I don't, I don't need to go into their sex lives. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, I, I think that, that that honestly works for them. Because they, they're those types of people and they have those types of personalities. Exactly. And a lot of people come to me like, why do you cheat? Like, it's only cheating if it's against the rules. That's what cheating is. Oh, that's okay. I've never actually thought about that before. Like, a lot I've of- never thought about that in, in uh, conjunction with relationships. Exactly. <laughs> huh. They're like, why do you keep cheating on your husband? I'm like, I don't think you know what cheating means. <laughs> that's true, yeah. We have... If you do think of a relationship <clears throat> as yeah. a quote-unquote game, mm-hmm. and you have a set of oh, rules... that's why it's called cheating. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I've never really thought about that before. <laughs> but if you have a set of rules, and you go outside those rules, that's cheating. And me the rules and Deck, say that you have to talk, you have to be with only each other. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Me mm-hmm. and Deck, 
You can be with other people. You can have sex with other people. Don't be with people that I tell you not to be with. Mm -hmm. If I talk to someone that he had already told me, please don't talk to him. That's me cheating. And that's it. Like, everything that's against Oh, my God. (laughs) That just blew my mind. It's just having that, that honesty and that respect for that person that you're with. And what type of, um, for people listening and you know what, to be honest, like myself included, um, from, from meeting you actually. And then, um, there's a couple of people I listen to like Aubrey Marcus's podcast and then a couple of these books I've read and I've started to wonder about the type of relationship I would want to have with a girl, like a, a more serious relationship. And I don't know if I'm ready for what you're doing (laughs) quite yet but i'm definitely not ready for a a monogamous one because there's always swingers yeah i know (laughs) i know because i've i guess maybe that's why i've stayed i i like my freedom and i like being able to do what i want and there is also the selfish part of it and that is something you also have to be honest about we have had talks about meeting new people you know that kind of like excitement that you get when you meet this new person and they're yeah. giving you attention. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's inhuman to not acknowledge that feeling that everyone gets. That new, that exciting. The sparkle in their eye, like my parents exactly. said. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I did have sex outside of our relationship first. And he didn't really understand that. But then when he went off with another girl, he's like, you know, I completely understand what you mean when you said new, exciting, just meeting new people. It's, it is exciting. It's part of the human experience. And I feel like we're too young to just rob ourselves of that. Yeah. And if you have someone that's completely willing to do that with you, that's fucking wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think I am extremely lucky to find that person that has that same views as me. And he also grew up with a very hippie family. and So he was hippie, then you grew up extremely <laughs> religious, and you both ended up in the same spot. Yeah, we both have like the same beliefs and all this other stuff, and it. it's kind of, I don't know, it it's works. funny. It works. <laughs> it works, yeah. yeah. What suggestions um, would you offer for myself, someone that is thinking about dabbling in that type of relationship or people listening, um, either approaching their partner about, you know, exploring other people or to just, what are just like some suggestions you would give, um, to people that are single or in a relationship to like develop, um, your type of relationship or just develop, that type of honesty like i guess because it's all based on honesty how would you recommend like starting that off should they start off by saying you know what i've told you i like sprite for fucking five years (laughs) but i really love dr pepper like or how should how should how should it start it's never an easy conversation to start it really isn't okay but because everyone has that like Let's see. If you do have that um, thought, like, yeah, I want to see other people, but I love this person, but I want to explore and do all these other fun things that most humans want, but feel like it's immoral. But communication, 
just talk to him. It's never as bad as you think it's going to be. <laughs> They're probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. Like you, even the most spiritual, moral, ethical. I know those are synonymous. <laughs> people. They're thinking those things. And if people just talk to each other, you'd realize that you're a lot um, you're a lot more similar than you think. If people were just honest. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking about <laughs> it's already been forty three minutes of, of doing this. Um but yeah, no, I'm so ex- I'm I'm pumped that you were um, willing to come on and 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 share like the way that you're you're living your life and you know all those things. So you're welcome. And being, thank you. And being and being honest. <laughs> Just be honest. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we figure out what we do after this podcast now. We're not going to record that though. We're we're, we're going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. See you later, guys. Later. <laughs> Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I got some great ones coming up. People that have been living in a van, uh, people that sold everything they own and packed everything up into two suitcases and are now traveling the world. Some real cool stuff. But hey, if you have a second, if you could do me a favor and leave me an iTunes review or share this with your friends, share it on Facebook, let some people know if you like the episodes I'm doing, of course, uh, it'd be much appreciated and I'd be very, very eternally grateful to you guys. So thanks so much for listening and I will catch you guys on the next one.